You're listening to the Way of TBL's official podcast, Truth Talks with Sam and Alex. Join us as we explore all things truth, beauty, and love. Welcome to today's episode. We'll be diving into the topic, how fear can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You know, we... We know that what we focus on, we typically seem to manifest in our reality. And as the saying goes, where focus goes, energy flows. And also what you think you become. Absolutely. And we see how this, yeah, we see how this occurs with fear in our lives. Yeah. Fear is a natural response for survival we don't need to fight for our survival like we used to hundreds or thousands of years ago even we are social creatures so a lot of our fears in the modern era are of a social or societal nature we're afraid of judgment we're afraid of doing things in a way that is perceived as wrong or incorrect by others. We've been conditioned a lot of the times to do what we're supposed to do, to do as we are told. And anything that contradicts that, we we are afraid of doing. And that ironically holds us back a lot of the times from living how we truly want to live, from experiencing what we really want to in life. Yeah. And our, our brain doesn't know the difference between us being afraid of, you know, social, uh, situations as opposed to being in the wilderness. Right. Our brain is still wired in the same way. And so it responds in the same way that it would have, whether you're being chased down by a, you know, a lion and you're trying to get away or whether you have a fear of, public speaking it is the same trigger that is happening in the brain exactly and the ego just wants to survive the ego is main priority is to keep its sense of self intact and so any threat to it is a danger Mm -hmm. again it's the difference between rational and irrational fears we want to keep that sense of identity alive so yeah anything that threatens it we're going to be afraid of it's it's what threatens that perception of reality that we have that we cling on to and we we experience two things right it's fight or flight and we were speaking about this before and in the flight we are just ignorant avoidant we just completely ignore what it is or we will fight, we will create excuses, or we will have just, we'll blame others as to why we're not doing something that's based on this fear. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this becomes a self fulfilling prophecy because what we focus on, we 
will make manifest whether we want it to or not and our subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between those two things mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of the time we talk about or express how we don't want for certain things to happen or <laughs> we, we yeah we don't want to express <laughs> or experience certain things because it we we don't want it to it'll make us feel uncomfortable or it'll make us upset or it'll be inconvenient the thing is though if we don't become aware of how that happens a lot of these kinds of situations a lot of these kinds of experiences will be really inconvenient for us mm-hmm. if we lack the self-awareness to understand that you know the things that we don't want to happen if we focus on that that's exactly what's going to happen. Absolutely. Just like they say, never say never. Because when you say never, you are going to experience that. And I know a lot of people have experienced this. I've had conversations with several people with my mom. When in my own experience, I remember when I was, I was 17 and I was in Greece. And this was just prior to meeting my ex-husband, Thanos right? And I was in the Greek street markets with my mother. And we were looking at just just various things, clothing and, you know, shoes and whatnot that was there. And there was a, a gypsy woman that was up on one of the one of the tables and was just saying, you know, shouting how, you know, buy shoes for two euros or whatever it was, right? And I remember my mum turning to me and, and saying to me, oh, you know, could you imagine working here and and I remember my response was like oh god no way mom I would absolutely (laughs) hate working in the road markets like this like no way that's never something that I would ever want to experience and what happens surely enough (laughs) it was about maybe a year later um, when I had met Thanos and uh, his mum had breast cancer and was unable to work for a while his parents worked in the road markets selling shoes now of course they weren't up on the benches (laughs) shouting (laughs) uh, but they had a stall in the market selling shoes and because she wasn't able to work for a time i went and worked with my father-in-law to help and so i saw how oh my goodness you know I remember just saying a year ago how this is something that I never, ever wanted to do. And yet here I am. (laughs) Look what I am experiencing now. And a lot of people, I'm sure, have very similar experiences in their lives. And it's a very well-known saying, isn't it? Never say never. (laughs) Exactly. And ultimately, it's, yeah, it's that focus on the I never want that. And it comes from a subconscious fear you may not realize that it's a fear but it is a fear of doing that thing and because the focus is just so heavy on the not wanting it well you're going to get it because that's what you're focused on <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and if there was something else that you were focused on at the time wouldn't you have chosen that as an option yeah <laughs> right that's that's how it works you were just so unintentionally focused Mm -hmm. on not wanting to experience or work at that job that that's what Mm -hmm. ended up happening because that's what was right in front of you that's right yeah and this happens with relationships you know women say they don't like dating jerks 
uh, for you know for guys or they they don't like when guys are this or that way and yet there are subconscious patterns of thinking that draw them to those kinds of guys you know they complain and and they they talk about these things with their girlfriends and yet these are the same exact kinds of situations that they're subconsciously attracted to why is that it's because their focus is unintentionally on what they do not want from their partner instead of focusing on the things that they do want from their partner Mm -hmm. and a lot of people do that yeah it's gone (laughs) yeah a lot of people do that and the same thing can occur when you are in a relationship and you don't want certain things to happen you know you you may be in fear of your partner cheating on you or you may be in fear that they may leave you and when you are in that constant state of fear without the other person really knowing subconsciously there's this energy that is constantly projected and again I know in my situation with my ex-husband he really didn't want us to separate he was so avoidant of it for so long right we had multiple conversations and it was coming in and he knew you know after we had separated about a year later when we were quite good friends and speaking about it all openly he was like you know I I knew about you know about the same amount of time that I knew about a year year and a half before we separated that things were not going right but although he was afraid of it he wasn't facing the truth of it and instead what was his response his response was to constantly be clinging to me which of course what what happens when that occurs that pushes me further away you know he he was constantly clinging calling when he wasn't with me always messaging and that's just not appealing and his worst fear which was us separating occurred yeah you know and and he didn't want to happen happened exactly exactly but that's his whole focus he couldn't focus on work he couldn't focus on himself his whole focus was on our relationship and how it wasn't going right but then at the same time in not facing that truth he also wasn't doing anything to positively impact it either yeah yeah it's realizing that you ultimately have the power to change your circumstances mm-hmm. That's right. to be proactive so, about your situation yeah, and to not to give in perception yeah to your current negative perception of your situation of your circumstances yeah and we're taught to do exactly that we're taught to complain about our lot in life we're taught to be constantly whining about the unpleasant or negative circumstances that we're facing instead of focusing on solutions to our Mm -hmm. problems we complain about them we get together and we instead of coming up with solutions with those that we're close to we we make time to complain and that's really all we do 
we, we don't really talk about how we can make things better. We just talk about how much we don't like what it is that's going on in our life. Absolutely. And we have in politics, great... in government, mm -hmm. and, and with regards yeah. to our, our job, we complain about so much. We're taught to do just that. And we see so many examples of that in, in our lives, you know, in our family, with our friends. And yeah. yeah, that's that's why it's so important to take a step back and reflect on how we approach the things that we fear, the things we're insecure about, the things that we don't like, because what's going to keep happening is this self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Things well, are going to continue to happen where we don't the... want them to. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to give the example of during the COVID-19 pandemic, how people became so fearful of this virus and sure, you know, people have their reasons of being in fear, but what happened, right? People were restricted to their homes, um, going out, wearing masks. And it's, it's crazy that two years later now, you still see people out and about wearing a mask and throughout this whole pandemic the focus was on the fear of it the fear of the spread the fear of what can happen if you get it and everybody was in this state of fear that we were not focusing on how can we overcome it right what is the solution to it we're not just looking for a quick treatment of it is how do we actually overcome this and there was there really wasn't any of that right there was no teaching surrounding how to be healthier how to um, have a better immune system how to overcome viruses when you get them and how your body will be strengthened even if you do and not to look at it so negatively when you do get sick you know, people would be so afraid of getting COVID that the fear of getting COVID had them being more sick than actually having it. Yeah, because what is stress? And so it's and <laughs> what is stress and anxiety going to do to you but make you sick? Uh -huh. a, a lot of research studies show that cancer is rooted in excess stress, mm -hmm. excessive anxiety is one of the root causes of cancer in the body. Yeah. And so what, what do you think is gonna happen when you're constantly afraid of not getting sick? You're going to get sick. There was a coworker at one of my previous jobs who always wore a mask all the time. And yet she would be coughing into her mask. She would have fits of coughing. She was so deathly afraid of getting sick that she was making herself sick. She was just and that's what people do. That's what yeah. happens. And there is a fine line between fear and intuition. And it's really important to know the difference because we can play ourselves and heavily. say that we're not doing yeah. something. Yes, heavily, right? that, oh, I'm not doing that because my intuition is telling me that I shouldn't do that because this or this or this could occur. Um, whereas really it's a fear and you're just pretending and acting like it's intuition that is telling you not to do that thing. 
Whereas when it really is intuition, there is a different feeling surrounding intuition. Intuition, it's not really fear that is felt. It's more so concern and awareness that is felt. I know a few years ago, um, gosh, quite a few years ago, it was probably six or seven years ago now, I remember I wanted to get a puppy. <laughs> and I believe I was looking for one online. I don't know why, uh, but that's how I went about it and found this adorable little puppy dog that I wanted, right? And I believe I had heard from other people, people that have, you know, had, um, that had purchased animals that had then, you know, been sent to state to whatnot. I can't remember why I went about it that way. But anyway, I was going back and forth with this person via email. And at the time I hadn't been exposed to any scams, right? I had no idea what was out there. And they even called me and were like, we're at the airport and we're ready to send the dog to you. We need you to send the payment through and it'll all get done. And I just remember sort of reflecting on it. I even got to the point where I went to the, <laughs> I went to the news agency to do a Western Union payment. And I just, I even put in all the details and I remember saying to the guy there, just wait, just something feels off about this. You know, something feels off and just let me look into it a little bit more. And I looked into the whole place where they said that they were sending it through, right? The company. And on that company website, it clearly stated, we do not accept any Western Union payments. And I was like, holy shit, remove the details. This is absolutely not right. <laughs> you know, and so many why scams would they happen be through Western Union. But yeah. Oh my gosh. I well, now I know. <laughs> um, but I remember then thinking, why was this person already at the airport with the dog? I, you know, I've barely conversated with them about it. And then they turn around and even say to me, so I'm emailing back and forth saying something about them being Greek. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I'm Greek. So this is my chance to see whether they're real or not, right? I start writing yeah, in Greek in this email. <laughs> and they didn't know how to respond to me. So, you know, so many different factors, I realized that it was a complete scam. And then plus the amount of money that was for the dog was ridiculous. I think it was like $400, which isn't a thing, you know, <laughs> it costs a lot more, including transportation and, and all of that. So I knew, so that it, that was a gut feeling, right? At the time I had no idea about intuition either. I just knew that I had a gut instinct that something was off. But you see, I wasn't in fear. It, it was a complete different feeling in the body. I just knew that there was something wrong with this. And, and I listened to that feeling and I got myself out of a very sticky situation. Well, not a sticky, but you know, I would have lost money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was intuition that was guiding me. Now, fear on the other hand, <laughs> I feared getting my driver's license for such a long time. I didn't get my driver's license until I was 28. And I don't know where that fear was rooted. It was clearly, I, I don't know, potentially from a car accident that we had had when I was younger. 
and I avoided driving for so long. I made excuses, like I had a baby, and then I was like, oh, you know, how am I meant to practice now? We don't have a car that I can practice in, and I procrastinated, procrastinated, but what ended up happening, right? I had to try and get around with public transport, and that is so difficult with young children. You know, you're trying to do the shopping, or you're trying to get somewhere that it will take you five minutes by car and it will take me over an hour in public transport to get somewhere. And it was ridiculous. <laughs> and I eventually faced that fear, got my driver's license and so thankful for it because I, I could not imagine life without driving now. Uh, <laughs> I feel so sorry when I see a mum with a pram waiting at a bus stop. I saw a lady yesterday and I was just like, oh my gosh, like that was me. Whether it was cold, whether it was hot, whatever it was, I would be out there with the baby in a pram waiting for public transport. And, and that's hard. Also failed. That is it is, so it hard. is hard. I did that for many years. But what we fail to see is beneath that fear lies a great skill. And 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 I don't know, we just we fear it because we actually have such great potential in that thing. So I, I know I was so afraid of driving and now I realize what, a, what an incredible driver I actually am. I really pride myself on my driving. <laughs> and I just see incredibly how observant, so many... Incredibly vigilant. Yes, I see people driving and I think, how? How did they get their driver's license? It blows my mind at times. And then I think, why was I so afraid of driving again? <laughs> right. You know, but th this is, that's the trap that we get hooked into really is being so afraid of something that we don't do it. But then when we do, we realize how much we can grow from actually doing that thing. Exactly. From engaging with it mm -hmm. head on directly. Yeah. Uh, thinking back to my earlier years in school, back in elementary school this is an example that just came to mind it just popped yeah. into my into my head i remember how how much of a gamer i was i still am mm -hmm. at heart but i was so into games when i was a kid and in fifth grade there was a science project that we had to submit at the end of the semester it was like a it was like a semester project and I was so nervous about doing this project and presenting it well. At the time, I was just so deathly afraid of presentations. And instead of learning how to become a better presenter, speaking with my uncle, who offered to give me advice to be a better speaker, to present better, to have good notes, to do a good job presenting that that project which my my science project was on tornadoes <laughs> and oh, the wow. science of tornadoes and instead of instead of taking up his offer to learn from him instead of making sure that i would do a good job presenting my project i procrastinated i made excuses i played games at every opportunity I had after school. And what an, and it was all because I didn't want to do a bad job, right, with the project. Yeah. 
But ironically, what ended up happening is I gave such a terrible cringe presentation, (laughs) you know, because I put it together last minute in like the last couple of weeks. You know, my mom was scrambling with me going to different libraries and doing research <laughs> on oh, on tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just it's so ridiculous to think back on mm-hmm. that time because it was it was just it's so obvious that if I had just taken a little bit of time, if I gave a little bit more effort, how drastically different that project could have turned out to be you know, but because I was so afraid of doing a bad job, I ended up doing a bad job. Yeah, absolutely. And you also just reminded me of, I don't even know how young I was. I I would have been grade four, I think I was. (laughs) And I had to, I had to say something in assembly. I can't remember, of course, what it was, but I remember that I had memorized my lines, right? I, I completely knew my lines off by heart and I was like oh well I know my lines I don't need to take any notes with me right and I was so nervous when it came to that point and I didn't have any notes with me or anything (laughs) and I guess this is what you call stage fright right (laughs) I remember going up to the microphone and I was blank I was so completely blank I could not remember any lines and that was so embarrassing for me. And I don't remember what happened after that, but I remember how I just, I feared speaking in front of people and that fear is what has you then have, have stage fright. Right. And and then you can forget your lines and then you think you're prepared. I can just imagine that blank expression on your face. (laughs) Oh gosh. That was a pretty big assembly too from what I remember. (laughs) Well, it is what it is, right? We learn, we learn. And that's ultimately what we need to take from it is what is fear also teaching me? (laughs) Right. Because there's, you know, on when we, when we look at fear without a specific uh, bias to something, right? And you think, okay, why is it that I'm afraid of this thing? Oh, actually, I have another great example that I can give. And I'm sure that many women who have also struggled with their weight um, can resonate with this. The fear of weighing yourself, getting on the scales and seeing what the number is. And you avoid it like the plague. <laughs> it is under a cupboard somewhere, collecting dust, and you won't get onto that scale for the fear of truly seeing what that number is, the reflection, right? Um, but the fact is, no matter what that number shows you, you are what you are. The number isn't going to change anything. The number is you actually looking that fear head on and seeing the truth behind it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And And you know, the reason why so many avoid it is because they don't want to, they don't want to acknowledge the health, the state of their health that they're in, you know, but ironically Mm -hmm. they're in bad health because they're avoiding it. You know, it's like when a doctor, when a doctor gives you a call to remind you of your checkup, 
and you don't go because you don't want to hear the bad news that you might get, quote unquote, because deep down, you know that you haven't been really eating right the way that you're supposed to. You've been you've been taking very poor care of yourself health wise. You know, you don't want for that doctor to confirm what you already suspect. But it's that exact behavior. It's that avoidance <laughs> that leads to the self-fulfilling prophecy of you having bad health. Because all you are actually avoiding is the truth. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately. That's what fear is. Yeah. Our fear is simply avoidance of truth. Mm-hmm. As plain and simple as that. We are avoiding what is true. Yeah. And so That's in fear, order to in, a nutshell. in order to overcome fear, it's seeking for that truth. And changing that mindset again, as we say pretty much in all of our episodes, it's switching that mindset from one of fear to adopting one of growth mm-hmm. because we, we realize that fear presents us with so many opportunities for growth yeah and when we stop fearing <laughs> that is literally what we are seeking is how can this help me to further grow and develop within myself and ultimately exactly. that's you know, it leads to being fearless. And there is no greater feeling than living a life without fear. It doesn't mean that you will never have any concerns, right? Concern of not knowing what something may occur, but you let go of the fear of it and you become accepting of the truth, whatever that truth is. Exactly. And it doesn't mean you'll never experience fear either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you'll never experience fear. You know, if you're in front of a lion or a bear, yeah, you're going to experience fear. Yeah. You won't be a Zen Buddha in front of the bear, you know, not afraid of getting eaten. No, that's very much going to be a thing. You just won't allow for the fear to paralyze you. You'll be able to act appropriately. You'll be able to respond in a way that gives you the absolute best chance of survival in that circumstance. God forbid you don't end up being in front of a bear but yeah, yeah should that happen you'll be able to at least be present enough to give yourself the best chances of survival that's the whole point that's what being fearless means it doesn't mean that you're never going to experience fear ever it just means that you will never allow for fear to hold on to you to allow you it to hold, hold you really. back <laughs> yeah that's right yeah Mm-hmm. And so and life becomes full of possibility as opposed to being full of risk. Exactly. Huge paradigm shift. Massive, massive. And you are able to then introspect and reflect even more on yourself when you see triggers of fear coming up within your your body and within your mind you can use that as a tool to further understand yourself and why it is that you are feeling this fear. You know, it could also even be a fear of a call 
that you may have received. I know, a, again, a, quite a few years back um, when I was in a lot of debt with my ex-husband and when payments weren't being made and there was this constant fear of, you know, when's the bank going to call? When am I going to get the call from the debt collectors? Or, you know, this constant fear of avoiding the phone because I don't want to receive that phone call. But it doesn't really change anything. <laughs> it's still a thing. So it's like, instead of being afraid of that occurring, then instead I would make the calls myself right? I call the bank and I let them know the situation. Then there is nothing to fear in that aspect anymore because I've already spoken to the bank. There's nothing that they can do once you have already spoken and spoken about your situation and negotiated on some of the terms with them, right? But we are always fearing the unknown, fearing what outcomes could be. And many times it's out of our control what that, those outcomes are. And so to fear it and to just avoid it is having it just hanging there, right? And eventually there will probably be this huge, would it be an implosion or an explosion? There's going to be this huge explosion of things that you have not dealt with. Yeah. And then you'll have- I would say implosion. I would say implosion. implosion. You know, yeah. the, the, the implosion occurs first and then the explosion occurs yeah. after. Your, your your inner world will be negatively impacted and then right. you'll see that ripple out into the external world. So yeah, the, the implosion occurs first and if that goes unresolved, an explosion will occur and you'll begin affecting others because of your your attitude. Mm -hmm. and, and it can all be avoided. It can all be avoided by simply seeing the truth. And exactly. <laughs> accepting the truth acceptance is huge yeah you know it, being able to accept everything as it is without needing to wanting to change things to suit your perception yeah asking yourself the question mm -hmm. can i accept reality as it is without needing for it to be the way i want it to be yeah. Can I do that? And observing what fears come up in raising that question, that will help you identify what you are most afraid of, what you fight so hard to avoid. And body awareness is huge. That's an episode on its own. That is a topic mm -hmm. that we look forward to diving in deeper because body aw awareness is fundamental to becoming more intuitive. Your intuition is rooted in how, how capable you are of being able to feel what is occurring in your body. Where do you feel the fear in your body? What, what is your intuition trying to tell you? Where is that feeling centered in? Where is it located? The difference between what you feel in your gut and what you feel in your chest. Because yeah. both are expressions of intuition. Both allow us to respond appropriately to what we're afraid of. Absolutely. Even the feeling, the different areas um, on your head, right? in your brain, you feel 
the different parts that are activated. <laughs> yeah. And it's understanding. For different parts of your brain, literally yeah. you feel them lighting up when certain yeah. things happen. That's right. It's, uh, yeah, it's about becoming so, so connected to yourself. Yeah. That you give yourself the space to feel into it all, to feel into your body, to feel into your thoughts, and to really take steps according to what you truly want. Yeah. Not only what you think you should be doing or what people have told you that you should be doing, but what you truly want. Right, that that is that is being truthful. That is trusting in yourself, and that's a huge one. Exactly. Right. It's when we come to trust ourselves, then we really truly allow for ourselves to see the truth. Yeah. Because we we trust what what we will do. We we also are then able to trust other people to make decisions for themselves and not allowing that fear to manipulate you into thinking what you know or just assuming what somebody else may think or feel and so you just avoid the conversation as we spoke of in our last episode the uncomfortable conversations we fear what we think their response will be exactly but when we trust ourselves we can also trust that what they want is their truth and we can be accepting of that without needing it to change to suit us yeah it's really important and it's it's such a beautiful way to live there is so much content in living that way because ultimately who wants someone to be in their life that doesn't really want to be there right i i teach our girls this all the time when it comes to friends at school you know you must be who you are and if people cannot accept you for who you are or they want you to change in any way then they are not your true friends because true friends will accept you as you are and shouldn't want you to change to suit their needs. And it is the same for you. You should not want people to change to be your friend because that's not them really being them. And that's not the way that we want to relate to people. Exactly. Because that's not authentic. It's not genuine and it, it eventually will not last. You know, the facade will fall down. It will come off at some point. And then you're left with this illusion that, that you had created yourself in your mind because you didn't want to accept the truth as it was. Exactly. And, and so what you, you, know, what you, what you're avoiding loneliness yeah. is what you end up feeling. Even if you're surrounded by a bunch of people. Yeah, what you end up feeling true. is exactly what you wanted to avoid. Mm-hmm. The inauthenticity of your your own behavior and the behavior of those around you will cause you to be a, to feel alone when that's exactly what you want to avoid. And yet, 
the inauthenticity of everyone involved allows for that to occur anyway. So that's just another mm-hmm. example of how fears, these fears and anxieties become self-fulfilling prophecies. And like, <laughs> like Master Ugwe from Kung Fu Panda states, one often meets their destiny on the path they take to avoid it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's, that's a perfect quote that defines how fear becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But when you become more aware, the only self-fulfilling prophecies that occur are the ones that you are really intentional about making manifest. And that's what we want to encourage ourselves to do on a daily basis. And that's what we want to encourage you all to do as well, so that you can live the way that you truly desire to. And that's all a part of harnessing our life force energy. We're going to dive into how to harness our life force energy in the next episode. We appreciate you joining us. And until next time, may you embody the way of TBL today in your own way.